Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA and one does not. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I also love YA. And I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist, and I love young adults, the ones that are in my life, my children. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you love your children. But that was so weird. <laughs> but not there was too big of a pause there. And I love young adults. <laughs> I could redo that. My children? <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> but I don't necessarily like the books that are written for them. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> so I am still reading the Akatar series. But really, (laughs) I had to pause between books two and three to do some podcast reading, but I'm about to start A Court of Wings and Ruin, which is the third book. Are you still enjoying them? I mean, clearly you're still reading them. Yeah, I'm like anxious to get back to it, (laughs) (laughs) which is making reading for this podcast a little torturous, (laughs) (laughs) even if they're books I'm interested in, because I want to get back to this other one. (laughs) How many more books do you have to go? Um... So far, I think. I think there's three more. Oh, there's more of those than I thought there were. I don't know if there are going to be more or not. I have no I idea. Haven't, like, <laughs> I haven't fully done the research. I don't know if it's a concluded series yet or not. Because I know she's writing the um, Crescent City books mm-hmm. now. But what, about, what are you reading? Because you look like you're actively reading yeah, it I'm right like, now. What about you, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> so good. I can't put it down at she's all. She's quit listening to us. Oh, it's did you hear that? Book. It's so good. She can't put it down at all. But yeah, wait. it's not a YA book. Oh, I knew there was going to be a catch there. I found this in the <laughs> bookstore um, in the section called New Adult. So I think it's more for people in their 20s, although the protagonists in this are in their 30s. The um, title of this one is The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy by Megan Bannon. And Megan Bannon did write another book uh, that was a YA book, um, The Bird and the Blade from 2018. But this book is was classified as a new adult. And it is a fantasy, but also a romance. It takes place in a fantasy-type world where there are gods and demigods. And it is about two characters whose names are Heart and Mercy, who uh, Mercy is an undertaker in this world. And Heart, is one of his jobs is to bring, pick up bodies and he ends up taking them to Mercy sometimes. And they hate each other. But they're both also really lonely, and so Hart, on a whim, like writes a letter just to a friend. And in this world, if you just drop a letter in, it will end up with the person that's supposed to get it, and Mercy gets it. Oh! And they start their little romance through letters, even though in person they still don't like each other. How so. very shop around the corner. Yeah, it's a little like you've got mail, but in uh, with with uh, some fantasy things happening and the people who deliver the mail aren't people. They're rabbits and <laughs> owls and that talk and things like that. So, Oh, that sounds super fun. Yeah. What are you reading? I am on the fourth volume of Heartstopper by Alice Osman. Uh, this, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. It is a graphic novel series about Nick and Charlie, two high school boys and their relationship, and it's adorable and charming. There's a Netflix series about them, which has one season right now that is absolutely perfectly brilliantly cast. I love it. It's like they took these people 
off the page. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and I don't so, know how they found people so close. I do not know. And they are delightful and charming. And it's just one of those books that's just sweet is the best word to describe it. Sweet and charming. And I love them. And I am on book four. There's book five is going to be released soon. And there will be a book six, which is the last volume. So I'm already sad. I know. <laughs> and I also, I just got, there's a, um, she has written a little novella about them as well. And I just bought that. And they also show up in books, novels that she's written about um, Charlie's sister. So, Yeah, I requested that book. <laughs> I really, I, I think they're just heartwarming. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. Not me necessarily. I like to read. I know. <laughs> what does the quote on that front of that book say that I thought was perfect for you? A uniquely charming mixture of whimsy and the macabre. Yeah, that yeah. sums up you. Yeah. So I guess that brings us to today's topic, which it was my turn to pick. And I picked a book that's a little on the younger side. And after rereading it for this episode, I can see why it's so popular with our elementary, older elementary grades too. But uh, we read The Titan's Curse by Rick Riordan, which is book three in the Percy Jackson series. I wanted to reacquaint myself with the character of Nico D'Angelo, and I thought, what better place to start than his beginning? It's a good place to start. Um, but if you missed the last episode and are wondering why we chose this book, well, that's because there's a new book coming out, The Sun and the Star by Rick Riordan and Mark Ashiro, and it's a Nico D'Angelo adventure. The authors will be on tour to promote the new title and are stopping right here in Gwinnett. If you want more details about the event, check out the link in our episode description. All right, but here is the publisher's description. When Percy Jackson receives an urgent distress call from his friend Grover, he immediately prepares for battle. He knows he'll need his powerful demigod allies at his side, his trusty bronze sword Riptide, and a ride from his mom. The demigods race to the rescue to find that Grover has made an important discovery. Two new powerful half-bloods whose parentage is unknown. But that's not all that awaits them. The Titan Lord Kronos has set up a devious trap, and the young heroes have just fallen prey. Hilarious and action-packed, this third adventure in the series finds Percy faced with his most dangerous challenge yet, the chilling prophecy of the Titan's curse. Ooh. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> like it when they put the title of the book in the description that's pretty good so now cover talk cover talk there's been so many versions of i this. know and i was so. shocked like we all have the same cover i don't know if this is the original or not i can't remember i think so because i purchased this my actual copy is the one i purchased for my son when this came out in paperback in 2008 yeah this is this well, is there that you go. this is the original this is an old oh, book yeah Mine on the back says, cover illustration, copyright 2007. So it's the uh, older cover. It's mostly blue. I'm actually reading a large print edition, which looks a little different. Like this one is, I feel like darker. Yours has a little more light in it. But after reading it, you realize those are grapevines. I never, ever connected that until this reread. I don't know why. I guess I didn't stu study the cover. I don't think I've ever spent any time looking at the covers of these books. Honestly, I just, um, yeah, <laughs> like it's the blue one. <laughs> but yeah, there's a scene in the book that this is, that's what's on the cover. 
It's Percy. Percy is on Blackjack, the Pegasus. On top of a skyscraper. Yep. Looking over a city. And they are being stopped by grapevines. And I'm looking at online at the images of other covers, and it seems like all of them in some way feature Blackjack. That makes sense. Yeah, the audio version I was listening to on Libby, it's like a greener uh, cover. Yeah, there's one here that's green where he's uh, riding on Blackjack with a sword out. Yep, same one. And there's a more modern-looking one that has... I don't see Percy in this one, but it has Atlas and Blackjack. And there's yet another one where he's riding, and I'm guessing that's his sword, but it doesn't look quite as sword-like anyway. But again, he's on Blackjack. This has been Sarah's rambling through images (laughs) that we cannot see. (laughs) I'm going to describe to you now. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense. This book came out in 2007. It's been reprinted a lot. I had a moment when I was like, oh, 2007. Oh, oh my God. This book's almost 20 years old, which is, wow. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. I'm just going to go. So by that time frame, Nico should be 32. <laughs> I mean, like Percy's. In the sun and the star. Well, yeah. maybe he spent some time in uh, Las Vegas at, that, at the Lotus at the Lotus Hotel. I, I don't think quite as much time has passed <laughs> in the books. But I am a little like, that oh. That would be funny. If this was, I mean, it's cl- it was clearly written modern day when it started. So I'm like, how old? Let's see. Percy was 15, 14 in this book. So yep. he'd be 44. Four. I'm curious. 34. 30, 34. Okay. Did you guys both read this when it was first published? Yeah. Yeah. I did. So I, you know, here's the thing. I was talking with my roommate about this because this is her copy. And I read the first one and I, rem- I remembered that one. And I know I must have read the second one because I reread that for this. And I, I remembered like plot points, not much of it, but I was like, oh, yeah, this sounds vaguely familiar. And when I read them when they first came out, I did not like them that much. And I don't know, I think it was, I, I would had just graduated from college and I had a classics minor and I found the Greek mythology part very, um, obvious and kind of dumbed down and I just I didn't like it I was like I loved them this time around loved reading this book and and this one I'd never read and I was like I had no memory of anything that happened in this book so I clearly put this series down did not read it um I've read three in three days (laughs) and I will be I'm gonna read all the rest of them like it I it got me this time I apparently did not like it that much when I was in my 20s and absolutely love it now so I have always loved all things mythology right so this was right up my alley even if I was not the target demographic when it first came out (laughs) yeah I think I was working in possibly in Athens and I I read them because they were popular and I was working with children so I was like oh I should read these and I was like I don't know I was working in the Swanee branch as a teen rep so I felt like it was appropriate to be reading Teen books? Yes. I mean, it's still appropriate. It's still appro- Adults, appropriate. Adults, feel free to read teen books. <laughs> There's no stigma there. Well, I read them either with or to my middle son, 
And uh, I remembered the first one better. But um, I don't know if I had read this one. I feel like I must have because there's some things that were definitely familiar to me, but others were not. So maybe I didn't finish this and he finished it on his own. But he's a huge fan of the series and went on to read the other books. And I'm pretty sure that if, if I even finished this one, I did not go on to the others. But Are I, you- to catch up with this, I read the graphic novel versions of books one and two. So that I wouldn't, because I didn't have time to read three books in three days. So I just read the graphic novel versions of The Lightning Thief and The Sea of Monsters. <laughs> I, like, I didn't well, think I had more than three days to I read. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't plan on reading them over three days. I just started, and like, I, y'all, I did not put this down. Like, I, I apparently, when I say I like them this time, I like them. I just sat and just read this. I was up until... Um, almost one o'clock in the morning last night, finishing this one because I had to finish it. And then I I briefly thought at one o'clock in the morning that the next book is, oh, it's in Emily Grace's room and I guess she's asleep. So I guess I won't go dig through her closet to get the book. I'll wait. <laughs> Which I think is very big of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. I chose to go to sleep instead like a grown up. <laughs> so um maybe for those of who have not read these books we should talk a little bit about like favorite parts and what happens and like what we like about it sure well I also wanted to talk about how I didn't realize when I was reading it the first time around how young it reads it I um yeah so my reread I was like I now see why like, this is really popular for, like, third, fourth, fifth grade. And it's really good where for, before like... before I was like, it's in our teen section. But now I'm like... But the people who are reading it are younger. And, like, now, reading it again now, I'm like, okay, I see it. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. for third, fourth, and fifth grade. And it's... I mean, it's definitely got appeal for all ages. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not for middle school, but... But it, there's nothing in it that's inappropriate. Right. Or... I had the same thought as I read it. I was like, oh, I can see why... This attracts a younger audience than where well, we kind have of like it. Like a shelved. large audience, it's right. almost kind of like Harry Potter. Yes, yes. yeah, a wide range, a but wide young range of ages young are kids who it. want to read this. I think I think you're safe having them read it. Oh yeah, there's nothing gory or anything like that too much in there, and it's very plot driven. Like it, it is very and like yes. this, this stuff happens, 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 happens. We don't get too in depth with anybody's like thoughts or feelings. No, we, we really just plow don't. right on <laughs> with the next action. It's scene. also humorous. It, yes. it I will is. say it's very punny. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There are a lot of puns in here. Yeah. Some funnier than others and some <laughs> where you kind of are like, Okay, I see what you did there. Okay, I see. <laughs> yeah. I will say, having read three of them in like three days back to back to back, things I noticed, and this drove me absolutely bonkers, so much of this, and it's it's both a writing choice, and like these were the first ones he wrote, and, and like I think he gets better at this. To keep the plot moving forward, there are some things that characters can't talk to each other about. And it drives me a little bonkers because I'm like, oh my God, just talk to each other. <laughs> like, if you would all just cooperate. That happens in lots of books, though. It does happen. Like, Come on. It does happen a lot in lots of books. But this, reading this many back to back to back, so 
close together, it was very, very obvious. And I was just like, oh my God, just talk to each other. And I know why they don't, because if they, things would go drastically different if everybody had all the information they needed. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it's interesting because I've read some of his later stuff, like the Magnus Chase books, and just these are good, but his writing just gets better and better as he goes on. Like it, it's really, it's fun to read and the series kind of grow as well, like as Percy grows up. It's sort of, again, like Harry Potter, how, how the books, the higher books are older, kind of for older kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a similar feeling. I was gonna say the second series yeah. is definitely older. Matches the age of the character more. It's still not like, no. <laughs> still not like super gory or like scary or. No, I'd still category them as like middle grade, early teen. Yeah. Okay. But it's like bigger battles and like. They're a little more, thicker. They're a little longer yeah. books. I don't know. Like, I like think they're acting a little more like teenager than like. Here. More surly. Yeah. Yes, sure, every surly. single one of them is just surly <laughs> and uncommunicative. <laughs> well, you did say they weren't talking to each other. Uh, that so. is true. They don't speak to each other. <laughs> I did like, there's a moment, I think it's in this one. It was just where Thalia's mad at Percy. And so she just isn't talking to him. And so she like, he asks her a question and she asks Grover, did he say something? And it's just, it's very middle school. And I cracked me up. I was like, oh God. <laughs> delightful i will have okay i'm gonna ask have, have either of you seen the truly terrible movies i did okay i have seen at least the first movie i don't remember if i've seen the others you didn't miss anything how many movies were there <laughs> just the two because okay. they were that bad <laughs> but and i have they, really high hopes for the TV, tv plus show. is doing a tv show and the yeah, cast I feel looks like, great. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff to work with here. Um, and I feel like maybe a TV show would be a better way to handle it because there's so much. It seems like maybe that's why the movie suffered. You're trying to pack a lot yeah, into it. I didn't necessarily hate the casting no. of the movie. Well, they aged everybody up. Right. Which was weird. Well, the, yeah, I guess. Well, especially because yeah. the age of 16 has such a significant thing in yeah, this. Yeah, I think the, you're right. Yeah. But I also didn't like how they, in the first movie, co combined elements from, like, the first three books. Like, they were, things were happening out of order that didn't happen, like, oh, in yeah. the first book. And I was like, no, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the new TV show, I'm, the cast looks great. I, am, I have high hopes for that. And it's Disney Plus, so they've done a pretty good job with other adaptations. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. When is that supposed to debut? In 2024. We have to wait a long time. I know. Early 2024. So was there anything in particular that you really liked in this book that you thought was super fun? Well, you know, I'm always down for talking animals. So I uh, like Blackjack. I like um, the, what are the other hippo... The hippocampus or not the hippocampus. That's, <laughs> that's a part of your brain. The water horses? <laughs> yes, those. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the 
now I can't think of the name of it. Bessie. 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 Uh, yeah. Although that one didn't really talk as much as Moo. We just mooed. Grover, Grover <laughs> understood. But Grover can interpret. I forgot how much I enjoy. And this is a stupid thing to really like, but I really like all of the chapter titles. Mm. Like, I always find them amusing and they're fun. I really liked the battle at the end. Yeah. How they tricked Atlas. Mm-hmm. And I really like Artemis and the hunt. So I, I liked that story. really like the hunt and the hunters. and But I thought it was also really enjoyable how Annabeth's dad tried to come to her rescue at the end. I loved her dad. I was like, that's awesome. And I love that he like made celestial celestial metal bullets. bullets. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's right. This is a guy that Athena that Athena liked. picked. Yeah. <laughs> picked. <laughs> like, I see it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I kind of forget that part. Like that their their parents, you know, these these are people that attracted gods so they have to Mm -hmm. be pretty great and like percy's mom is pretty great but you you don't really hear about like the other parents too much but sir i imagine you have a problem with these parents just letting their (laughs) well i mean it just fits the formula (laughs) of absent parents and battle to the death (laughs) right parents that just kind of really sit back and let it all unfold and then claim that it's fate I don't know because I what I kind of like about this is yes there is some of that because you have to have that because otherwise they don't get to have adventures. Right. But both Percy's mother and Annabeth's dad ha- are like involved to the point like uh, not not super involved but they like How is Percy's mom involved in this? I was going to say well, in every this time she book, called him or I did he not called like her mom. she was pretty much like oh, got to go I'm on a date got to go. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, like, just stay away. By the way, almost died 12 times. She's (laughs) like, okay, honey, gotta go. Be safe. I don't know. I think she deserves to be on a date. She was married to that Gabe guy for years. I I get it, but I wouldn't characterize her as being involved in this one. Okay, no, she's not involved in this one. But I like that they do care about them. Like, they're not just completely just like, see ya. I don't know. I think she kind of was like that. She drove him to the battle. Beginning. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> to the battle where they all and, almost died. And never called him to see how the battle went, but that's okay. No, okay. <laughs> really need cell phones. <laughs> they really need Life 360. <laughs> I do admit, I, I really liked it. And I thought it was very funny. Thalia driving. Everything about oh, Apollo. Yeah. Uh, Apollo cracks me up. Everything about Apollo makes me laugh. And so, like, and when he shows up with his chariot and he lets Thalia drive and he's like, it's fine. <laughs> and she is not good at it. And he's just, I, that scene to me was just really funny. <laughs> but I like, I really, I, I like everything with, like, I like all the scenes with the gods. I like seeing them. I think that he does a fun job with making the gods. Yeah, I keep coming up with new things I really liked about it, so it might have been easier to tell you what I didn't like about it. But now I'm trying yeah. to think of something that I yeah. didn't like about it. And I think we've met... 
met a pretty good number of them at this point because like he, you slowly get to meet the different gods throughout the books and he's he's slowly meeting a good chunk of them. I am not um, necessarily a fan of Nico in this book. Now I think later he's going to be like obviously get more airtime because he didn't get a lot in this. And when he did show up, I think because he's a little kid. I was going to say, actually. He's just I, kind of grading to I me. was thinking he was 12, but Bianca was 12. He was only 10. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He just he's comes across as kind of, all right, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Go like, away, kid. You bother me. Sorry, your whole world's been turned upside down whatever. I was actually thinking the thing I liked the least, and this is probably audiobook least, was the horse talking. Or uh, pe- uh, the Pegasus talking, sorry. Oh, the voice that they chose for that? The voice the um, like the narrator was doing was just bad. Hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was Mr. like Ant. that. Yes. Hello, Percy. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in my head, he talks with like a New Jersey accent. I no, think that's what he's was. supposed to. If okay. you read the it way. Was, it was a horse voice like that, but with a Jersey <laughs> oh, accent. No. Oh, no. <laughs> that does sound hard to listen to. You're like, oh, please stop talking. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, yeah. Well, I mean. It, Nico doesn't really have a lot to do in this book. Like you said, he's 10. He gets left yeah, at the camp. Yeah, I think this is just like a, here's Nico, let's introduce him. And it's really not his story yet. But at the end, you find out who is what his parentage is. Yeah. That's right. So that's an important moment. I mean, I think Nico knows deep down. Do you? But the others don't. Oh. I think a little bit. I was reading on Wikipedia because I couldn't remember. I was like, I need to go look at Wikipedia for this. Also because I wasn't sure if I actually believed what happened to Bianca actually happened to Bianca. (laughs) I was like, I need to go check and see if there's more on Wikipedia about that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I was reading a little bit more about Nico, and it's not that he doesn't know. Hades erased their memories. Right. Mm. So but that's why I was saying deep down. He, yeah, I mean, I guess deep down he, he knows. probably knows, but he doesn't know. But that's point. also why that's the only like oh, minifigure he doesn't have. Gotcha. Yeah. Because they don't want him to they remember. They don't want him to remember. Because he's more in danger. and like Right. I did think that was an interesting twist. I liked that. I feel like uh, it does set you up to want to know what happens next for sure. Well, because I want to know who got them out of... The Lotus Hotel. The Lotus Hotel. Mm-hmm. And like why? I'm assuming it's Kronos or somebody working for Kronos to bring more players onto the board, but I don't know for sure. But you sure. would assume if Kronos got him out that he would have just taken them directly to... Right? And so, but like... There I'm wouldn't like, have been the whole thing with the Manicore. Right? But I don't know. I'm like, so who took him out of the... And why? I don't remember. <laughs> Unless it was maybe, maybe Hades did because he knows that Percy and Thalia both exist. So he's like, I'm going to even up the... I got two. <laughs> I also want to know what's going on with Luke. Because it ends cliffhangery with that. He's a character that you're just supposed to hate. And, like, I don't. I feel sorry for him. I know. I don't hate him. I just feel bad for him. Because, like, I think he's made some stupid choices. Mm-hmm. And I think he is, at this point, probably regretting them. Or I bet he does come to regret them. 
He's locked himself in now, though. Oh, right? yeah, he's in all for it. But, like, I think he yep. made some dumb choices. Um, and I feel, like, it's interesting. Like, like you were saying, it's a funny book. And, like, it is very geared for, for middle readers. And, like, it is, you know, for elementary school kids. But, like, when you think about some of the things that are happening in this book and, like, really think about this world and think about these characters there's a lot going on that's like sort of subtexty that you pick up on if you are a little bit older like you're thinking about like for Luke and Thalia and Annabeth and that Luke betrayed them and like you know when you're younger you're just like oh Luke's the bad guy he you know Mm -hmm. but like when you start thinking about how how close they were and that he's chosen to just like that he chose to do what he did to Annabeth and that Annabeth still believes in him and she still thinks there's good in him and like and what that just just like how they must feel and like their emotions that they're not going to get into in the books because these are not character driven books right you kind of have to imagine that I mean there are hints yeah but there's not a lot of uh diving into their thoughts and feelings other than maybe Percy a little bit, but even he doesn't seem to be completely in touch with his own <laughs> feelings. Well, he's a Percy. 14-year-old boy. Exactly. <laughs> Percy is one of those. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, um, I was, again, I was talking to my roommate about this this morning, about how he has that chosen one syndrome. <laughs> Rainbow Rowell dealt with this really well in her carry-on books, because it's, it's like, okay, Percy's good at good at fighting and he's good at quests and not good at much else. And I'm like, what's going to happen when Percy in two years, when Percy fulfills his prophecy and if he's not dead at the end of it, what does he do? What happens um, next for I'm Percy? I'm going to say teaches Greek mythology somewhere. To teach, don't you have to go to college? I mean, I think he could probably wow anybody with his expertise on the subject i mean that's true we did have a whole conversation about that because she said i think he goes to college and i was like how does he get in (laughs) he's still going to high school he hasn't been to one high school continuously he's kicked out of every school he goes to his grades are not good what college is accepting him i mean he's got um (laughs) some friends in high places that might be able to get him admitted (laughs) Maybe not through the normal sources. I mean, his dad is a god. Channels. The normal channels. <laughs> That's what Emily Grace is like. She's yeah. like, I'm sure there's backdoor channels. For the exactly. same thing those rich kids go through. I bet Kyron has some connections. Because <laughs> he's going to need them. Yeah. All right. If you guys find yourselves campers at Camp Half-Blood, which cabin are you hoping to be in? Or which cabin do you think you'd be placed in? I don't even know. Well, I mean, I really like Poseidon. I also really like Poseidon. I was going to say Poseidon or Hades. Yeah, <laughs> one of those two. Mm-hmm. I also really like Hades. I'm not sure if I, like, I don't really know enough about Hades in, in this book series yet because I haven't gotten enough of, of him as a character, but I generally enjoy his story in the Hades and Persephone myth and... I think he gets kind of a bad rap just because he's the lord of the underworld. I don't think he's that actually a bad of a person. Yeah, my top three would be yeah, Poseidon, Hades, Athena. 
Yeah, I think I would go with Athena. I also like Artemis just because of the whole nature. Yeah, but you'd have to swear off boys. Yeah, that would be a, that would be hard. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sorry, Walt. All boys? <laughs> Can I keep just one? Nope. No. <laughs> and unfortunately, oh, yeah, but this would be if we were campers. I was like, I think we've aged out. Yeah, we've aged <laughs> yeah. out. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say Poseidon, Hades, and I also really like, I like Hermes. I like the God of Thieves. I think that's kind of a fun one. I like Hephaestus, too. I want to mm. make things. I also really like Apollo because he's just like, he's a himbo. and <laughs> Dionysus, so you can just party. I do not like Dionysus <laughs> in these books. I don't think we're supposed to like well, Dionysus, he but I, he did. He did come through. Oh, that is another one where the narrator's voice for Dionysus is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did like this, that we got to see Dionysus do something pretty cool. Like, that was, that was cool. I liked mm-hmm. that. And I do. I find it entertaining, his his various names he comes up with for different campers. Right. <laughs> Never going to give him the right name. I think he cares. I think his job is to keep Percy humble. I also admit, like, kind of sucks. He's stuck there for 100 years. He can't see his wife. He's stuck drinking Diet Coke. Like, he's not happy. Yeah. But he's entertaining. Any more questions? No. That was it. Unless you want to talk about your fatal flaw. All these characters have a fatal flaw. Do you have a fatal flaw? I mean, that's a common theme from all of Greek uh, mythology. Yes, it's called being older. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mine is, I don't like YA. (laughs) (laughs) My hero's fatal flaw would probably be pride. Yeah. You know thinking I'm better than everybody else or I'm never going to fail. That would probably be my fatal flaw. My fatal flaw is anxiety. <laughs> Trepidation, yeah. Both both in the real world and in my my Percy Jackson world. Or trying to do too much. I don't know. Yeah. Like I would I would be like oh. Percy though, trying to save everybody. That's you. Okay. No. I'm like, no, I'm just anxious that you're going to fail. Oh. <laughs> or that I'm going to fail, they're all going to fail, the world's going to fall down. I'm just an anxious person. All my friends are going to die. I'm not going to be able to save them. Gosh, yeah, I know I don't need to be a hero. Sarah, you didn't say your fatal fall. Oh, You can't just be asking us these questions and then yeah, not that giving was not us. a real fatal That's flaw. That's not a real <laughs> fatal flaw. Yeah, I'd probably also have to go with pride where I thought, like, I could handle this yeah. and maybe not um, relying on people for help. Yeah. Yeah. But I, that's probably like a fatal flaw in real life for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, I cannot handle this at all, y'all. <laughs> well, that got kind of deep. <laughs> Gosh, Sarah, bring in the hard questions. Hey, we didn't have to answer it. I'm just trying to give us some meat to talk about. So, do you have a read alike, Catherine? I do. Oh. Should I say that in not a weird voice? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's just roll with it. <laughs> uh, my read-alike or recommended reading would be Lore by Alexandra Bracken. And it is 
definitely for older readers. So it's more of like a YA book. But in this one, there is, um, it's sort of a trial that happens every seven years called the Aegon, where the Greek gods are forced to walk the earth as mortals and are hunted down by the descendants of ancient bloodlines. And the bloodlines are tied to heroes from Greek mythology. For example, the story is centered around the character of Lore, Perseus. And each family has these masks they wear, and her line wears a Gorgon mask because, you know, in Greek mythology, Perseus uh, kills Medusa. Right. But if someone from one of the families is able to kill a god during the Aegon, they are able to take on the divine power and immortality of that god. So basically, they become the god. And Lore once fled this life, but is now forced back into the game when she has the opportunity for revenge against the man responsible for murdering her entire family because he's now a god. I really liked it. Um, It's a standalone, though. I was kind of hoping it would be a series, but there's only one book. So you might like it, Sarah. Her new book comes out. But she has no parents. Oh. (laughs) Everyone's dead. Oh, no. Her new book is coming out. This month. Silver in the Bone. Yeah, I think it's the first book in a new series. Sarah, did you have one? I have a couple. Um, the first is, um, I think Patty's talked about before, it's a webtoon called Laura Olympus by Rachel Smythe. Yes. And that is about the love story between um, Persephone and Hades. and But it's kind of told with a modern twist because these characters um, drive cars and have cell phones and things like, and they use the internet and things like that. So... It's a really um, interesting interesting take on it and very beautifully illustrated. It is a webtoon, but there are also printed versions available now. Um, there's three different um, books out, and there's a fourth one coming out in June. Also, that is not really a YA book, though. I think that's more adult. I think you could read it, but there, you should be aware that there are some, like, um, you should look for trigger warnings because there are some things that maybe might set you off and for younger readers especially and then I also another adult novel um that I read a couple years ago is Circe which um got a lot of hype by Madeline Miller and that is about um the goddess Circe just her story told from her point of view and it is a really really good read if you're into Greek mythology and then there's a new book coming out about Medusa called Stone Blind by Natalie Haynes. And I have not read that one, but that is um, Medusa's story told from her point of view. So that might be interesting to check out as well. Sarah the Overachiever with three. Uh, (laughs) I haven't read Stone Blind. I have read the other two. I was like, here's one. Done. (laughs) Well, I'm going to give a recommendation for a whole bunch of books, but I'm going to do it all at once because I would say um, if you like the Percy Jackson books, one of the things that I really like about Rick Riordan is that he has used his fame and good fortune to help out some other authors. And he has worked with Disney Publishing Company, and he has a Rick Riordan Presents line of books. And these are all books about kids and, and teens who all have um, different gods and myths associated with them they're all like you know doing things with various gods and myths different cultures different cultures written by authors of that culture because he got asked like well could you do this and could you do that and he's like i don't feel comfortable writing about persian 
I'm I'm not I don't know anything. It's not my it's not my thing. It's not my my culture. So he's re- lifting up all of these other authors and um, for example, Aru Shaw, which is about a 12-year-old who says here it has a tendency to stretch the truth a little bit to fit into school and um it's about she is spending time in the Museum of Ancient Indian Art and Culture waiting for her mom to get back from an archaeological trip and ends up um, having an adventure with um, some Hindu gods based on epic poem, which is a super fun. There's a whole bunch of books about her. Dragon Pearl by Yoon-ha Lee is another one that's super fun. It is Korean fox spirits, but it's also science fiction and it's so cool because it's got like spaceships and space travel but also korean mythology and it's about this girl uh, well men who comes from a family of shapeshifters and what i think is really cool about the shapeshifters is because you can pick your form like you kind of pick are you going to be a girl or a boy and like you can swap back and forth and like it it's just a fun way to look at that and like she has to go after her brother and because he's been accused of doing this horrible thing and she thinks he's innocent and it's a whole thing it, you know the general plot is very fun action driven things and I just I really love all of the Rick Riordan presents I would recommend any and all of them do they all start in museums <laughs> no, this one starts on a planet. Oh, okay. Because her brother has been accused of um, defecting from the sp- Space Force or whatever it is he's in. I forget what it's called. Actually, Space Force. Yes. Space Force. <laughs> and like, I don't like Tristan Strong starts a museum. I was just curious because I thought that would be a fun way for oh. them to tie all in. <laughs> tie all of them in, yeah. he started his in a museum <laughs> and the other one starts in a museum, I thought maybe I he told them, write what you want, but it needs to start, start in a museum. museum. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think Stormrunner starts I was just either. about to pull, I've like literally just pulled that one up. I'm like, Stormrunner oh. is Mayan mythology. That's a volcano. Mm-hmm. And they're all generally like middle grade teen they're all they all have like humor and that that funny super like easy to read sort of style and Mm -hmm. there's a fun line of books and they're really interesting if you're looking to learn a little bit more maybe about a culture that you're not familiar with right um or to see yourself represented in a book which is cool so watch for more camp half-blood hijinks going on this summer Yes, we'll have a program, Camp Half-Blood and Beyond, taking place in June. It'll be at our Lawrenceville location. More details to follow, but check our event calendar. Nice. So what are we reading next time? Patty. Oh, that's right. It's me. (laughs) So next time, we decided to read a sequel and... So I picked a sequel to a book that we have all read because we read for the podcast. And it's a book, when we read this book, we all really liked it right up until the end. And then we were all like, ugh, that ending was bad. And then we found out, oh, there's going to be a second book. (laughs) So we are reading Immortality, A Love Story by Dana Schwartz, the sequel to Anatomy, A Love Story. This book picks up uh, about a year after anatomy ends uh, following the story of hazel 
and she doesn't know if Jack is alive or dead. Neither do we. It was a very disappointing ending to that last book. Uh, <laughs> and so it follows her. Um, she's still trying to be a surgeon and gets involved in some court hijinks and um, intrigue. So hopefully, I believe that this is the last book, that this is just a duology. So we are reading a sequel. Sarah's favorite thing. <laughs> 12 more books. This has been another episode of Spill Lit by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Patty. I'm Catherine. I'm Sarah. And we want you to join us next time as we spill the tea on immortality, a love story. Remember to like, review, and subscribe. And until next time, keep reading. <laughs>